the secrets of happy marriage unraveled. unraveled. You're tuned into Marriage Masala. Why do we praise Sati Savitri? Sati Savitri. Story of Sati Savitri. In every field of life, one looks up to role models to follow. Every institution has basic requirements to enter its portal and training sessions for its new joinees. Marriage is a different ball game. The rules are formed by the players and there are no role models other than parents or relatives. However, our mythology threw up some exemplary figures who we can emulate. Savitri is considered the ideal. Savitri was the daughter of King of Madra, Ashwapati, and his consort, Malavi. Savitri is born out of devotion and austerity, traits she would herself practice. But Savitri was so beautiful and pure that she intimidated all the men in the vicinity. So she was unmarried for a very long time. Not a very unusual situation today when women are highly educated and have high expectations from their partner-to-be. While the king and queen, like all concerned parents, were keen to get her married, Savitri had her own ideas about whom she would marry. Once, Devarushi Narad came to King Ashwapati's court. On seeing Savitri, sage Narad asked her why she was still unmarried. To this, the king answered that Savitri had chosen her own husband. Savitri announced her choice. He was Satyavan, the son of a once famous and righteous king named Dumatsen, who became blind. When that happened, his son was still quite young. So the neighboring king attacked and took over his kingdom. The king, along with his queen and son Satyavan, went to the forest and started leading an ascetic life. She said, Satyavan is a handsome and kind young man now. I feel that he is ideal and so I have mentally accepted him as my husband. Narad Muni told her she had made a bad choice since the young man was doomed to die in a year's time. Savitri remained undisturbed. Narad realized that Savitri was determined to marry the man and no one could change her decision. So he advised the king to grant her wish. Thus, Satyavan and Savitri were married. Savitri followed her in-laws, stopped wearing her expensive clothes and ornaments. Everyone was impressed by her qualities of humility, service, patience, politeness. All was well for a while. Savitri had not forgotten Narad's words. Four days before the predicted day of death of Satyavan, she realized that time was running out. The morning of Satyavan's predicted death, Savitri asked her father-in-law's permission to accompany her husband into the forest. Since she had never asked for anything during the entire year, Dimatsena granted her wish. Savitri went along with him and while Satyavan was chopping wood, he suddenly felt weak and laid his head on Savitri's lap. Soon, she saw a man with blazing red eyes, crown on his head and looking ferocious. He was Yama himself, the god of death, come to claim the soul of Satyavan. 
Savitri followed Yama as he carried the soul away. With great sorrow, she joined her hands, bowed, and said, "You look like a deity. Can you please tell me uh, what you're here for?" Yama said, "Savitri, since you are virtuous, I will speak to you. I am Yamraj, deity of death. Satyavan's life has ended, and since he too was righteous, I myself have come to take him." Savitri followed him. After some distance, Yamaraj said, "Savitri, now you have to go back. Carry out the after-death rituals for Satyavan. Now you are freed from your husband's service." Savitri said, "I should stay with my husband wherever he is. This is my dharma as a wife. No one can stop me." Yamaraj was pleased by her determination and said, "I shall grant you a wish. Ask for anything except your husband's life." She promptly asked for vision, strength, and radiance for her father-in-law. Yamaraj granted her the wish. Tathastu. And asked her to go back again. He appreciated her selflessness in thinking of her father-in-law. What a great sacrifice! Savitri continued to follow Yamaraj and remained firm in her wish to be with her husband. On being asked to go back yet again. She said, "The company of a holy person like you is beneficial even for a moment, and it is even greater to be your friend. I would like to go with you too." Touched by this, Yamaraj granted her another wish. Tathastu. Again, it was to be anything except her husband's life. Savitri wished for the lost kingdom of her father-in-law to be restored to him. Yamaraj granted this wish. With this wish, Savitri's loyalty towards righteousness became apparent. As they went forward, she said to Yamaraj, "You're known as Yama because you maintain the equilibrium of all living beings regularly and also grant them their wishes. You will not lose much by showering your grace again on me." Yamaraj appreciated her words and granted her a third wish. Tathastu. Savitri asked for a hundred children for her father because she had realized that her father would not have anyone else to take care of him after she was gone and she made a firm resolution to go with satyavan a daughter is said to be a well-wisher of both her parents as well as her in-laws what an ideal way savitri found to carry out her duties to both on going further savitri said I'm following you as you're known as Dharmaraj and you give equal justice to everyone. Flattered by these words, Yamaraj granted her a fourth wish. Tathastu. This time, Savitri asked for a hundred courageous children, sons, to amplify her family. This was the first time she had asked something for herself. Yamaraj was pleased to grant this wish. and asked her to go back savitri continued to follow yamaraj the attitude of holy men is always righteous i'm sure you are no exception impressed by her oratorial skills yama praised both the content and style of her words and offered her the fifth wish tathastu accept the life of satyavan this time savitri concluded oh dharmaraj You have already granted my wish to have a hundred children. Since I'm a righteous woman, 
This wish cannot be accomplished in the absence of my husband. Hence, I desire that my husband be granted his life. I do not desire any happiness other than my husband. I don't even wish heaven. You've blessed me with many children. Yet, you're taking my husband away. Grant me this wish so that your blessings come true. Yamaraj realized he was defeated by her logical arguments and said, Tathastu. He released Satyavan's nose and said, Oh noble lady, I have released your husband. From now on, he will always be healthy. All his desires will be fulfilled. He will live with you for 400 years. He will follow righteousness and become famous. You will have 100 children with him. As Yamaraj started leaving, Savitri bowed and offered gratitude to him for his grace. Savitri then returned to the dead body of Satyavan and put his head on her lap again. Slowly, Chaitanya, life, spread throughout his body and he woke up. This is how Savitri got her husband back from the dead with her righteous speech. What is the moral of the story? Savitri was a princess and had beauty and intelligence and was also very persistent. She understood the psychology of Yama and followed him with very logical arguments. She did not throw a fit, rave, rant or sob, all of which would not have moved Yama who is used to this. She kept her cool and very diligently convinced Yama of her intention to follow him. Savitri can be an excellent role model as one who knew her mind had persuasive communication skills and was a never-say-die woman. Savitri among the five satis leads the image of a loyal and steadfast wife who could bring back her husband from Yama, the god of death, because of her presence of mind and thinking on her feet capabilities. Savitri is also held as an icon of bridging relationships by integrating with her husband's family by giving up her lavish lifestyle as a princess and following her dethroned husband to the forest to lead a simple life.